Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. chat the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars and uh today we've done something a little special yes we have john bishop i'm lucas southworth the special thing is that i have no idea what we're gonna talk about today oh no did you not (laughs) come with ideas for the episode like i asked (laughs) none at all cool cool well you know You win some, you lose some. I have a few. Uh, Okay. So that's good, at least. Well, you know, I get it. We're doing a Moments in Herstory this week. (laughs) Uh, So I guess it's more than possible that you you think of just, you know, any moment in human history. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, Lucas. Tell me the thing. You say Moments in Herstory, and I think... History, and then I think cars, and then I think Abraham Lincoln. There you go. And then I think Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. No, okay, that's interesting. All right, time for a fun fact of the day. (laughs) Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, uh, its box office was 116.4 million US dollars. That's pretty good. Good for those fine folks who made a movie that they probably liked. Gotta say, uh, I watched it 13 years ago. I did enjoy it. You know, sometimes you just need a movie where Abraham Lincoln kills the undead. And I feel like in our society, we don't say that enough. Anyway, Moments in History is one of our little mini series we do. I think this is the fourth one we've done, but I could be wrong. And basically, it follows the idea that the history of the Cars verse follows one-to-one human history. There's some evidence for that, so we run with it. And we go and we're like, what would the Titanic be like in the Cars-verse? Because that's a person. That was probably in our first episode. It's a pretty, it's a gimme, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we just do that back and forth. We both come in with ideas, except for this time, John. Uh, (laughs) And... Well, here's the thing. Okay, tell me the thing, Johnny. For moments in history, what we do is we talk about what would this actual thing that happened be like in this universe. Yes. And instead of having ideas of things that have actually happened, I may have uh, gathered ideas or, I don't know, whatever you'd like to call them, of things that are similar to things that actually happened but maybe not actually what happened. Okay. You've done genuine, you've done some prep then for the episode. Is that what no, you're saying? I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I would either. But what I, what I can say is that fun fact of the day, Abe Lincoln in Illinois, <laughs> another film has a box office of 600 and 66,000 US dollars. That's not a lot. It's not a lot and it's a spooky number. Yeah. Man, you are you are at least bringing it with the fun facts today about films about Abraham Lincoln, which when we sat down to come up with the podcast is what I asked you to contribute. So, I can really only blame myself. Oh, also, we assume that the cars are cars all the way back. They're not like carts or like wheels or something unless it's funnier to assume they're carts or chariots or something back in the day then we'll do that it's pretty fast and loose as you can see again from john just quoting 
Abraham Lincoln box office quotes and not coming up with moments in history for our moments in history episode. That being said, John, would you like me to dive into my first one? That depends. Would you like to go into your first one or my first one? Yeah, John, I want to go to your first one. Okay, so uh, we all know Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I had a guess, man. Uh, and we all know that, of course, Abraham Lincoln hunted vampires. Sure, go for it. Now, you can't go, what are vampires? We've answered that question. <laughs> we know that vampires are, in fact, vampires, uh, which, for some reason, aren't vans, because we're not going off the TV show, we just like the name. We're going off the fact that they're motorcycles. Yes. Now, in the movie Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, sure. uh, he gained super strength through his fury and his anger and his madness. Just like uh, Abraham Lincoln in real life. Go ahead. So what he did is he gained supernatural strength, but only to use one weapon, and that was an axe. And the whole thing was he could chop straight through a tree with his axe for some reason. That's pretty cool. Okay, so uh, what's that look like? What does Abraham it look- Lincoln hunting down vampires, but Abraham Lincoln's a car, vampires are motorcycles, and of course, he's using an axe to chop straight through trees. And... Presumably vampires, but, well, obvious first joke out of the way. He would be a Lincoln, like the car, a Lincoln, you know, Mm -hmm. we did it. Uh, (laughs) uh, But past that, how would a car wield an axe? Poorly. (laughs) We could think of it as one of the abominations uh, the the poor people who have been genetically modified uh, in planes, fire and rescue, oh, the to be able jumpers. to go straight through trees. Yes. Or we could think Demolition Derby got it grafted right on. It's like a stop sign, but it's a buzzsaw, but it's an axe. Okay. Now, sort of what I'm imagining is, did you ever have an action figure that had like kung fu action? Mm-hmm. Like you push the button and it does like a very stilted chop. Very Lucas, we all know what kung fu action in an action figure is. I apologize. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I am imagining basically <laughs> the motion of the axe would look like a kung fu action action figure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I like that. And it would come down with enough force. I mean, it's mechanically powered. So... <laughs> It's chopping straight through trees. Probably makes more sense to chop through trees and, of course, vampires. But the vampires would be motorcycles, so it'd be harder. Now, that's interesting. I bet in the movie it's easier to chop through a vampire than it is a tree. But in our version, it's probably a little harder to chop through a motorcycle. Maybe. If we if we use our reference material, uh, Twilight, the... the uh consistency of their body is similar to that of marble and marble is of course uh, a stone and since they were flesh they were flesh all the way through and that flesh was stone all the way through uh the benefits of swinging an axe at a marble vampire would be that it would be more brittle but since it was flesh it wasn't actually more brittle it just would crack if enough force was exerted So it could be argued that it was somehow the color of marble, the cracking pattern of marble, but something like, I don't know, a a liquid metal type situation. So perhaps it's very comparable of vampires are basically a soft metal. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that stuff about Twilight vampires being basically made of marble. But yeah, that's good evidence. Good job. You did it. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Abraham Lincoln, Kung Fu action, action figure, car, axe, motorcycle, vampire. I have a very important question about the movie Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter that you may not remember the answer to. Okay. It comes in two parts. 
A, is John Wilkes Booth in it? B, is he a vampire? Uh, I don't remember the exact answer, but I will say when you asked, is he a vampire? I grew to think, oh, wait, I feel like that was a thing where there was a vampire named John Wilkes Booth. I'm going to look into it. (laughs) Keep talking about something. Okay, so John Wilkes Booth, is he also a car? Is he a motorcycle? Is he a Lincoln? That'd be weird. Well, John, I gotta <laughs> I gotta throw a curveball here. I didn't expect to do the uh, wiki quote of the day so early, <laughs> but we're doing the unexpected wiki quote of the day. Give me that. Give me that. Uh... <laughs> I'm hoping a Wikipedia quote about specifically Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter of the day. Well, John, you're in luck because we are going over to Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter dot fandom dot com <laughs> slash wiki slash John Wilkes Booth. Uh, and right here at the start. First paragraph. John Wilkes Booth was a stage actor and a vampire. His status as a vampire gave him a messiah complex, believing himself to be a mighty creature not to be dealt with. Okay, okay. It's pretty good. Uh, well, this could lead very easily into another moments in history for me. But let's take a, a, a side road and go go with yours. I mean... If you want to talk about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, I feel like we should go ahead and talk about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Oh, of course not. It has to do with John Wilkes Booth. does not have to do with the assassination. I want to talk about the assassination for a second. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I know we've talked about how to fight a car in real life in that episode where we talked about how to fight a car in real life. Mm -hmm. But... I don't remember how effective we said bullets would be against them. And I've been going back and forth about that since I've started thinking about assassinations. Because I think it was less than very effective. Yeah. But I'm also thinking about, like, we have said before that maybe this whole squishy bit is basically brain. And, like, Mm -hmm. if you get a shot in the windshield or one of the windows or even in like some of the metal you're gonna hit squishy bit and you're gonna at least do a lot of damage but we do have evidence of real life human beings who have some hunk of metal put into or left in their head and surviving no yeah you you can survive a bullet wound to the head which is crazy to think about and now think about it this way what if your brain was a lot bigger. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was getting to, because I, I watched a thing about this r- the other day, actually, and uh, the guy said, especially if it only pierces one like section of your brain, whatever those sections of your brain are called, you have a much larger chance. So if the sections are bigger and bullets are the same size, then, yeah, that could go a lot better for you. And uh, we have recently come across evidence that, and this is through extensive research into the literature, uh, Mm. the engine is, in fact, the heart. Yes. Yes, that is true. We, uh, I gave John, uh, well, I suppose I gave John's baby, preemptively, a present of several Cars children's books, and like a good car scientist, I did read through them first to see if there was any good evidence. And in, was it Mater's Backwards ABC book? <laughs> I think. I I couldn't say. I, uh, I th- that sounds right because I believe it was like H is, no, E is for engine. Every car has a heart or something like that. Yeah, yeah. One, I want to talk about this book just for a second because it seems designed to confuse children and i love that because it's the alphabet but backwards (laughs) and gosh i love that a lot uh but two 
yes, it, it was E is for engine. Every heart or every car has a heart, whether it be electric or gasoline, I want to say was the was the terminology, which is wild. <laughs> but some potentially canon evidence that the engine is at least considered the heart, if not a literal heart. All right. So uh, this vampire who is a motorcycle, who is John Wilkes Booth, who is an actor, who is holding a gun? Same way they hold a gun in cars too, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Shoots President Lincoln in the back of the head. It seems so much harder to kill someone like that when you're both cars. Doesn't it? (laughs) I I gotta say, one good thing that the Cars movies have going for them is that it's hard to imagine gun violence in a serious way. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because there is gun violence in the second one quite a bit, and it still doesn't seem like that big of a threat. No, yeah, Most of the deaths are from other things, like just everything exploding. It's fully silly, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice in 2021. <laughs> uh, just uh, another little tangent so abraham lincoln vampire hunter came out very like close to the time that just the movie lincoln came out and as a result when you look up abraham lincoln vampire hunter cast on google you will see that the fourth result is daniel day lewis yes Uh, yes you go on imdb and of course that's not the case but it's funny that google has made this mistake it is funny good job uh, last thing about the Lincoln assassination, it'd be harder. He probably shot him a bunch of times. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> but uh, I do want to say, quick detail, after Booth assassinated Lincoln, he jumped from the balcony and broke his leg. So, I don't know. One. <laughs> popped a tire. Yeah, probably popped a tire. But two, it was probably... And let me tell you, there's nothing cool about the assassination of our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. But in this universe, a motorcycle assassinating a car and then doing a sick ramp off of a balcony in a theater does sound cooler than a guy shooting a person and then awkwardly falling and breaking his leg. But, uh, all, all you were saying about it wasn't cool in any way, but then it became cool when you made it. Uh, explosions and motorcycle stunts. Yeah. Vampires. Yeah. That's all I got to say. About a big. <laughs> uh, knowing that Abraham Lincoln was able to chop a tree clean in half with one swing makes anything with Abraham Lincoln in it more cool. That's true. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, going off to the next moment in history. Sure. Uh, one of the descendants of the Booth family, Agent Booth from the hit show Bones. We are not going to talk about Bones on our cars podcast. Are you kidding me? Lucas, how are we not going to talk about Bones when the main character of Bones is a person who studies Bones? And is now a person who is a car who studies car bones. This would be great in an episode that wasn't about history, John. What you see, Lucas, <laughs> the show Bones ended. Meaning okay. it's in the past. Okay, we're going to talk about bones. I guess let's talk about the, the concept of bones. I'm glad you asked. Okay. Okay, so Bones is about forensic anthropologist Bones. Brennan something. I don't remember her last name. Uh, Dr. Brennan. Don't remember her first name. Oh, shoot. What is her first name? Why would I get you distracted? Uh, Well, okay, so it's Zoe Deschanel's sister is Bones. Some would call her Emily Deschanel. Some would call her that. I wouldn't. I would call her Bones. Sure. Okay, so Bones is a forensic anthropologist, and her whole thing is she's incredibly intelligent and very good at forensic anthropology. She's partnered with 
a just a, a handsome, handsome man. His name is uh, Agent Booth. And in case you're curious, yes, he is a descendant of John Wilkes Booth. That is canon within Bones. I can't believe I just let you give at least a minute long summary of the show Bones on our Cars podcast. But I am interested in the concept of Bones for Cars. So what are Bones in the Cars verse? Are there Bones? Period. Okay, so you're first instinct you're gonna say it's like the chassis it's gonna be like the general framework of the car but then you realize that that's gonna be extremely different from car to car or let's say from car to cyber truck sure now why would that be you might be asking that's because if we use that as reference for bones then cyber trucks don't have bones how so I was hoping for a dun-dun-dun, but uh, the design of a Cybertruck is that essentially it's got an exoskeleton approach of where it's a large piece of metal that is the outside and is the structure. Sure, yeah. So Cybertrucks don't have bones. (laughs) Yeah, you know I cut it down when you start talking about Tesla for too long, so you know some of that just got cut out. And I understand the reason twofold. One, it's not all that interesting to the audience, probably. And two, Elon Musk in the past year and a half has somehow gained about double his net worth. It went from 40 to 80. That's great. He's been gaming the market and yay, profiting off of the misfortune of others, manipulating people who trust him. So don't trust him anyway. <laughs> yeah, they don't got bones. But I will say, in the the chassis is the bones uh, camp argument, I suppose. When we go to the graveyard in <laughs> Radiator Springs 500 and a half, what's left by the cars, in the same way like you would see a spooky skeleton, uh, is the chassis of the car, you know? Mm-hmm. So I could see those being the bones. Or maybe, you know, maybe they just don't got bones. Because why would they have bones? Squishy bit. We so much of this show hinges on there being a bit that is squishy, mm-hmm. and squishy bit can't have bone in it. Why would it need bone in it? Wouldn't be squishy. Bones ain't squishy. Some bones aren't bones and are squishy. That's cartilage, baby. Mm-hmm. Yay, baby bones. <laughs> am I right or am I right? <laughs> you are, in fact, right. So, I guess Temperance Brennan, that's her first name. I googled it. Oh, yeah. I should have known. It was something really weird. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Uh, (laughs) Would look at wheels and and body of car and... Now, Lucas. That's it. Funny you should mention wheels. Uh, There is, in fact, a weird plot line or... I don't know, character arc or just even character. There's a a funny little bit where she's a forensic anthropologist and she's got an adversary who she doesn't respect at all because he's just a foot scientist. Yeah, I've seen some amount of bones. Don't get me wrong. I'm just mad that you summarized it on our show for some reason. Uh, Well... (laughs) okay so yeah uh she would focus on the chassis and this guy would focus on the wheels and he would get all snooty about how she doesn't respect him and you would be on her side because she doesn't respect other people's professions it's a defining character trait i would go so far to say Mm -hmm. in temperance brennan aka bones is that she doesn't respect others period i would go so far to say mm-hmm. and that's all we're going to say about the tv show bones i've decided okay. so now let's go for another moment in history okay you're throwing it to me i thought you were going to bring up like csi miami or something or ncis all right so uh, a major uh, a major component of csi miami is that there is a car who says a pun or a joke and then he takes off or puts on his sunglasses 
What is that? The same. We've seen glasses before. Uh, and he just sort of shakes his head to get him off. Uh, <laughs> he just kind of like puts his head against a wall and slowly reverses. It's much less cool. But anyway, my somehow first of the episode when John didn't prepare any moment in history uh, is I want to talk about a very recent moment in history in the invention of the self-driving car. Okay. And I know the these suckers aren't fully integrated. I know they're not all street legal and whatnot. But we're getting pretty close, and they exist. So, like, what's a self-driving car in this world when, in a way, all the cars are self-driving? Well, what's one thing you can, you should not because it's illegal, do in a self-driving car? Oh, you can take yourself a little nap. Take yourself a little napsy, little little uh, eyes closed, no looking at the roads. Uh a- Again, a little sleeperoo. Don't do that. It's so dangerous. I don't know how many of our listener base have access to self-driving cars, but just in case. Uh, self-driving cars, not a perfected technology. Not even close. We're hoping that maybe in the next 50 years we'll get so much closer that it's reasonable, but don't don't sleep. So, yeah, you could take a little nap through. Don't, but you can. So... What is the equivalent of that in the Cars universe? It's the exact same thing. It's being able to drive while sleeping, which we know you can't do because delinquent road hazards will nudge you off into oblivion. So I think it's tires that keep you on the road while you're sleeping. Yeah, and I could see it just being like... It's clear that there is some amount of physical exertion while driving in this universe. Like, it's unclear how much, but like at the top end racing, like they are out of breath at some points and like train. So maybe it just fully automates that for you even further to where like you don't have to be thinking like, okay, I am driving, I am driving. It's like if you could fully automate walking. All right. Yeah, and I didn't know that that one would have too many legs on it. That's why I knew I could depend on my friend John to come up with some good non-Bones related uh, (laughs) moments in history. Uh, (laughs) Because I figured that's pretty much where I'd get to. But since you did two in a row, I'm going to do two in a row. And I'm going to go sort of in your camp with this one and do something that probably didn't actually happen. And I didn't think of this before you started talking about movies and TV shows. But what about the sinking of Atlantis? Okay. Okay. So Atlantis, a city. People, they get too advanced. They're they're laughing in the face of God. And they're building machines that make them like unto a God in their own right. And what's that do? It angers the world, the universe, and everything, and it sends their uh, city straight to a watery grave. What's the city going to be like? It's going to be a lot more roady, a lot more roads. <laughs> True. Importantly, right. I would go so far to say. <laughs> now, big, big part of Atlantis, our, our mythos is that a lot of us think that Atlantis, it was so advanced that it survived going into the water. So... Maybe these roads weren't just roads. Maybe they're tunnels. Yeah, I do think that it would be interesting uh, if they survived, like people say they might have, both on the sort of domed underwater city vibe that Atlantis often has in media, or the, hey, that's where mermaids come from, baby, route that people take with Atlantis. Or the very, very... Uh, well-made movie yes. by Disney. Ah, man, that, I did a movie. <laughs> that uh, was about the secret lost civilization of Atlantis. You want to know what it had? It had flying stuff, glowy stuff and rocks. So <laughs> what you're asking about is, of course, 
what would it look like if cars could do strange glowy magic? Yes. Okay, and I think the answer is it'd be basically the exact same because one thing about magic is it doesn't have to make sense. Sure don't. Now, do I prefer magic systems that do make sense? Of course I do. But do I enjoy glowy uh, tattoos? Of course I do. You know, I mean, you got to trade off sometimes in this world. Uh, So, yeah, they would have cool glowy tattoos and cool necklaces that started hmm, the vehicles. Yeah, we're fully just delving into it to Atlantis, the Lost Empire. That could be an origin, maybe. Maybe. With those cool vehicles and their like spiritual connection to them mm-hmm. through like their gods and their necklaces. But <laughs> we're not doing that right now. Okay. How do they, where's their cool rock necklace? <laughs> Where is their cool rock necklace? If they're a car, is it just a necklace? I think it's a little antenna rock. There we go. We done did it. Like the girl who buys the commemorative memorabilia of the people she likes and the the jet planes. It's a rock right there. It's just a rock right there. And I'd say that instead of having these ancient vehicles, they just can sort of activate their ancient vehicle mode and fly around and whatnot. I mean... If you've seen the bits where Mater's able to, like, fart until he can fly, he can just do Atlantean magic. Mater's an Atlantean. Mm -hmm. Man, that's something we haven't said about Mater, which is there are fewer and fewer of those every day. All right. It explains Mater's strange powers. And just to go a step further, if we want to explain why Mater is the way he is, even though he's an Atlantean, it's because he's half Atlantean. And half mole. Oh, mole from Atlantis. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Not a mole. The character mole. Now that I could get behind. And you know what, John? You know what color Mater used to be? Blue. Like the freaking ocean, baby. And you know what color he is? Brown, like mole. <laughs> the dirty, gross boy from Atlantis. <laughs> Outside of the movie... Oftentimes, uh, and I know you're disappointed we're going outside the movie, uh, oftentimes Atlantis sinks because a volcano happens. And I've just realized, why would that be any different? So I don't know why (laughs) I've gone down this road. Yeah, but Lucas, think about it. Okay. Just think about it. I I am. Volcano. Volcano go boom. People run and scream. Cars. They got a chance. Yeah, I guess. Cars, famously, faster than people. You know, you're not wrong about that. If they get covered in volcanic ash and lava and stuff, I'd say they'd still die. True. Uh, But their chances of getting away from the volcanic ash and lava, much higher. No, for sure. But I'd say we couldn't go look at Pompeii as a moment in history and be like, oh, they're all fine. Because like, (laughs) They were fully on an island and could mm-hmm. not get away. Now, some something strange in the movie Atlantis is the people explore via a submarine. And one thing they run into is a big old mermaid uh, scorpion monster underwater creature. Yeah, they do run into big, big, big lobster, big mechanical lobster monster. Now, my only problem with this is that since it's Disney Pixar's cars, we can't assume something like, okay, well, that's just what it is, because technically, that that machine was basically a vehicle, which means it's also going to be alive. Do we yeah. think that the difference in the human-to-car comparison conversion is that this time it's a funny dude who can talk now maybe it's tomatoa from moana okay and he sings about shiny stuff but also is as big and scary as the big lobster monster mechanical thing 
from Atlantis. Or as big and scary as Tamatoa. Yeah, Tamatoa is not unscary, and he turns the lights off, and he has glowy stuff all over him, uh, much like Atlantis. <laughs> and he's also very, very big. He's not small. I'll give him that. Okay. So uh, that's the that's the specific distinction we're going for, is that for some reason, the spooky, scary skeleton slash uh, mermaid slash scorpion is now Tamatoa. I'd say looks the same, but acts and speaks like Tamatoa because it, it can't just be a crab. It has to at least be a mechanical crab. Okay, okay. But conversely, sure. that means that Tamatoa is this crab thing. Oh yeah, he is the same in both. In Cars mm-hmm. Moana, which is a weird movie. They're the same character, but the body of the mechanical thing and the tamatoa of tamatoa sure why not you get have you come come up with another dumb one or do you want me to do one of mine again well sure so we all know uh in journey to the west uh when (laughs) when sun wukong uh is greeted or meets up with the Buddha. The Buddha issues him a challenge. This actually might be the prequel or the stories leading up to the journey to the West. Uh, he meets up with Buddha, who's like, hey, you can't keep doing all these shenanigans. Uh, you're going to have to be punished. And then Sun Wukong is like, uh, you can't stop me. I'm a, a god monkey thing. And then Buddha says, or the Buddha says, uh, okay, if you can jump over me then you're you're fine you're scot-free and uh so sun wukong attempts it he's like oh this will be so easy he like gets a running start and everything jumps and uh jumps as far as he can believes that he's jumped well over him and he sees that he's made it past not one but like two mountains so he lands and he's like, ah, that was so easy. But this is so dumb. I just jumped over two mountains and this guy thinks I can't jump over him. And that's when he realizes that the two mountains he jumped over were actually fleshy fingers. And he oh. was now resting in the hand of the Buddha. What's that going to be like with cars? Now, one, I want to establish, I have never heard or read <laughs> The Journey to the West nor do I know anything about Sun Wukong. So that was, I don't know, just kind of cool to listen to. Uh, <laughs> two, it'd be a sick ramp, man. I don't know <laughs> what you want me to say about it. Much like John Wilkes Booth, the vampire motorcycle, it'd be a sick ramp. Okay, so it's just a sick ramp. He ramps over not one, but two mountains, only to land on a tire? No, that's difficult what okay what part of a car could look a little like a mountain i mean i guess if you've got a very like ridged hood that could be it yeah or any vehicle really uh what could i guess maybe it could be like a plane and it's like the tail fin on a plane maybe that's very flat and I imagine Sun Wukar would realize that. All right. Sun Wukar realizes that the fin of a plane is too obvious. What if the Buddha was also a vampire only so that he could be a motorcycle? Now, John, I want to ask you, do we want to say on our podcast what if the Buddha was a vampire so he could be a motorcycle? What if the Buddha were just a motorcycle? <laughs> Better, I guess. Uh, uh, I guess, what what part of the motorcycle are you saying is the m- mountain? <laughs> um, kind of like the headlamp. I feel like my plane fin works way better than that. Well, the plane fin's going to be like one super sharp mountain. 
whereas uh, the headlamp is going to be a lot more rounded. You know, like mountains do. Sure. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> or it could be he j- like just manages to get over like the mirror or the handbrake. You just want Buddha to be a motorcycle. Yes, it's it's those things you said. He jumps over them. It's really, really cool. And there we go. <laughs> See, one big problem with the entire premise is the idea that it relies on hands. No, I understand the problem. And what of them? You know, it's a it's a central question of our podcast. What of the Buddha's hands? Yeah, man. You're absolutely right. Now, John, you just took us on a journey to the West. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go on a journey to the wild, wild West. <laughs> Man, I was more proud of that than I should have been. <laughs> it's that. I want to talk about like the American frontier and cowboys and like panning for gold and outlaws and robbing banks and saloons and whatnot. Now, Lucas. Yeah. You're taking us back to an actual like time period in an actual setting and maybe even events that actually happened. We John, we don't need to go into like a Wild West movie or West World or like a spaghetti western. Let's just talk about the American frontier. Now, it's Lucas, our history series, John. Your choice of the amount of wilds has me confused then because that is a movie. Well, yeah, John, I was playing it up. <laughs> It's also a song by Will Smith. You were playing it up Big Willie style? Yes. Of course now, I was. You know that about me. Have you seen Have you seen Big Willie Style's movie, The Wild Wild West? No, I've heard the song though. Alright, fair enough. Since you have not seen the movie, which has some excellent steampunky cowboy vibes, uh, we'll talk about actual history and actual saloons and cowboys and the, the like. It's going to be boring. All right. <laughs> so in the Wild West, uh, as I'm sure you know, one thing that really helped uh, to make cities, towns, whatever, prosper was the town prostitute. The brothels were actually responsible for oh, cementing yeah. societies. You're right. That's actually, no joke, that's actually very accurate. <laughs> All right. So what's that look like in cars? I don't know what I expected. Okay. (laughs) Prostitution. I mean, I imagine it looks pretty much the same. We don't know what car sex looks like. So that part, I don't know. (laughs) But I imagine it's a bunch of sex workers who want to have sex for money. (laughs) And they do it. What do you want from me? All right. So you go to your, uh, your tavern. The, the town tavern or inn, and you see uh, this lovely lady wearing what? I mean, she's a car. <laughs> so nothing, but, you know, not nothing in that way. <laughs> okay. So you're not suggesting that prostitutes in the Cars world are just completely nude? No one in the Cars verse is completely nude. <laughs> Except... Everyone in the Carsverse is completely nude, so no one is. It's like it's like Syndrome said in The Incredibles. If everyone's nude, then nobody is. Okay, so if everyone's nude, then nobody's nude. Yeah, that, but you we know, have seen somewhat cowboy-esque attire from Mientia. Have we? When? It was in El Matador. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. They had their... Uh, uh, Senorita Mia and Tia uh, designs, which had the, you know, fan that people wear or use when it's very warm in the Wild West. And also that hat thing that I don't know what to call or what it is or what purpose it serves. They also use the fan if they're trying to appear coquettish. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Yeah, they, they can have a little hand fan and some sort of Wild Westy hat. Because they do wear hats a lot. And I want to establish in the Wild West, everyone's wearing hats. Everyone's wearing hats. And uh, not a surprising amount of those hats are cowboy hats. Now, John, that's that's a point I want to get into. 
tractor boy hat. Tractor boy hat? Because cows is tractors. Cows are tractors. So they, I think they'd be tractor boys, which is not nearly as fun to say. Tractor boy hats. Okay, but when I hear tractor boy hat, I think of a hat in our world, and it's, of course, John Deere. No, yeah, when you say in our world, you mean in in our, the two of us growing up in central Kentucky world. Because for some reason, although it's not an official thing, tractor boys are a thing. Oh, yeah. No, I you said John Deere hat, and I immediately knew exactly the hat you were talking about. Mm-hmm. The weird, like, mesh. Yeah. There's, like, a white part on the front, the yep. green everything else. Yeah, it's a tractor boy hat. It's, it's what the kids call a tractor boy hat. <laughs> All right, so you got your your tractor boy hats in the cowboy hat sense, and you've got the fans and the other hats of you know the people who control run and uh, are responsible for helping anyone and everyone actually develop a society uh in the wild west uh their interaction is of course always uh very respectful because this is the cars world and everything's just a little bit better uh hopefully a lot less disease it's also a little bit more pg because it's you know disney pixar's (laughs) universe we uh, don't always stay completely be pg but a little fun bit. honking and there's oh. gonna be some flashing oh there's gonna be some fun honking i'll tell you <laughs> that much for free some funking if you will which mm, you shouldn't you shouldn't i hated it funking that's worse honking? uh <laughs> there were points i had about the wild west that it, that left somewhere around me googling Bones' real name from Bones. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's go back to it. Uh, Temperance Brennan. I will not. Uh, so <laughs> oftentimes there are outlaws and people who shoot each other to rob banks and trains and stuff. How do you rob a bank and train and stuff in the wild, wild cars west? Now, interesting tidbit. Uh, the whole cowboy aesthetic and the outlaws and whatnot aesthetic of the uh, wild west drew in a lot of people who strangely enough grew to have a culture of uh, wealthy individuals expected to be robbed they would expect to go on rides and for uh, some cow pokes to uh, stop their carriage or whatever and hold them up and take their goods because that was just a part of the whole vibe of the area. So it became like nearly uh, like a tourist attraction to be robbed. And I imagine that that's just going to be even better in the cars world. Because when you think of some sort of fun highway robbery with cowboys and whatnot, Imagining that everyone is cars and that somehow there's going to be a lot of wild tractors involved, that makes everything a lot more high octane. Yeah, yeah, especially just thinking about, like, horses are a big reason, you know, we got the West and, you know, absolutely decimated a population of indigenous people there. But, like, if everyone's already car, (laughs) I don't know. It's so hard when everybody's already car, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone can go fast already. Everyone can go fast. So exploration of anything makes a little bit less sense. Yeah. Like, I'll say, and we don't have to explore it. One of my points was going to be like the crossing of the Atlantic today. Mm-hmm. And like, if we assume everybody's already a modern vehicle, what are they waiting for? And like the whole, oh, look what Magellan did. He went around the whole thing. When there are people who are just planes. If we assume that cars have been there the whole time, which we do for this series, based in part, I will say, on some like genuine evidence that we have of that, not the least of which being that concept art we brought up last time, in which there were a bunch of cars fighting each other in the American Revolution, then, like, nothing... There are spaceships. (laughs) There are tanks. (laughs) Aircraft carriers. When, like, 
you know, feudalism is happening. <laughs> They're building castles that can be absolute that can be driven through by some vehicles. Also, how are they building castles? That's that's half of this series, ain't it? It's just how they do that without their hands. And that's the answer the is, of course, forklifts. Forklifts. They'd be pretty bit good at building castles. They can lift up them rocks. Mm-hmm. All right. Which brings me to a gruesome moment in history. And okay. unfortunately, this one is more real. Okay. It is, of course, based off of my thoughts of a movie. Sure. Of course. All right. William Wallace. Okay, yeah. <laughs> when he was captured and killed, do you know how he was killed? I actually don't, no. They cut open his stomach and let his organs spill out and then just made him wait. Hmm. Now in the movie, I think they just like gutted him as he screamed freedom. Because, of course, he was hanged, drawn, and quartered. Okay. And, and disemboweled as and well. Did, okay. So all of it. They did everything to this man and then beheaded. <laughs> man, I see why they made a movie about him if they had to do all that to kill him. They really didn't like this man. No. All right. So first, I guess the first thing you're going to do is going to be the one that kills him the slowest. Yeah. So I would imagine that would, of course, not be hanging uh, or even being drawn and quartered. I would imagine it was being uh, gut spilled. What's that going to look like for a car? See, for me, and it seems like at least once a moment's in history, we do something like this because we did beheading once and we did hanging once. (laughs) Uh, And we also did the Donner Party once, which feels in the same gruesome cannibalism kind of camp. But anyway, I feel like we've done drawn and quartered before too. Yeah, quite possibly. But this one feels honestly the easiest for me. Okay. Like it'd be hard to get a car up on its like behind, I guess, to see its underbelly, but like then once you have it there, just start slicing stuff down there. <laughs> and essential fluids will start leaking out. No, this is unfortunate because I have an idea for how this could have been done. Sure. Open his doors. Ooh, hate it, but yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you open his doors, his brain's just exposed or maybe some squishy bit falls out and you just let it be for a bit. Then you hang or draw and quarter and then the other one and then you behead him. See, I'm imagining almost like, sort of like uh, Prometheus as punishment in Greek mythology, uh, how a vulture comes and eat, or an eagle comes and eats his liver every day. You all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I imagine they open the doors, even if the stuff doesn't start coming out, that'll get some scavengers to come pick at it mm-hmm. <laughs> at the very, very least. Because if there's one thing I know, it's that brains is tasty smell. Probably for car birds. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. You got a quick one? Or we could talk more about disemboweling, the disemboweling of William Wallace. Oh, I actually do have a question from Liz that will be remarkably similar to something we talked about earlier. But when we decided to do a moments in history and I, you know, started preparing for it as we both always do. Uh, (laughs) I asked Liz uh, what she thought we could do. And her first thought was, what about the JFK assassination? Because, you know, he was in a car and I'm actually having a flash. I think a long time ago, number one fan faith, sent us this exact question also and And we decided that was too touchy of a subject hey we did abe lincoln we might as well go for it okay yep november 27th 2019 at 7 58 a.m what are you doing thinking about this at 8 a.m faith 
Uh, <laughs> Faith sent us an email, subject line JFK assassination, that read, Please discuss the JFK assassination. What kind of car was JFK? Was he sitting in a car when assassinated? Thanks. So, we've already covered a lot of this, I'd say, when we discussed how it would be kind of difficult for John Wilkes Booth to murder Abraham Lincoln earlier this this episode. Now. Now? It would be similarly hard, but guns are better in the 60s. So, not as hard. Probably bullet bigger. Do more damage to car. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the answer could be JFK was a 1961 oh, Ford no. Thunderbird convertible. I gotta imagine that's the car he was sitting in. Nope. Oh. It was just one of the cars he owned. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna Google the car he was sitting in, because if we don't, I'm, it's gonna bother me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so. Uh, it was, oh, well, here we go. A Lincoln Continental. <laughs> Lincoln Continental Presidential Convertible Limousine. Now, before you said that, I did have the idea of wouldn't it be hilarious if every single president was a Lincoln? That's fair. <laughs> I guess. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, maybe they all were Lincolns. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's like a, a sort of legacy dynasty kind of thing. Like it's an, maybe not an official thing, like anyone can run. Or, okay, we've talked before about how we think the squishy bit can transfer in between cars, potentially. Mm-hmm. So maybe when they become president, they go right into a Lincoln. That makes sense. It doesn't, but it <laughs> makes enough sense for our par- our Cars podcast. All right. So, it's like a suit. Like, you don't see a president not wearing a suit. Yeah. I think that answered that. <laughs> that that doesn't answer the... Uh... Go for it. Okay, so, like, the, a big point of the uh, assassination is that people are thinking, well, it couldn't have just been one person. Uh, and was the, did the bullet curve? What's going on with that? Well, and, Magneto uh... pulled it, is how it curved. He tried to save JFK, and he pulled the bullet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because as everyone well remembers, JFK was actually a mutant. These are canonical plot points in the X-Men series, and I love them for it. But go ahead, John. Okay, so there's something to be said about the fact that, hey, this is these are like conspiracy theories. So keep in mind that like there's a good chance that it's just a thing that we don't really exactly understand, but it was just the one person, the one person got caught. Uh, but one theory that I've heard recently okay so the theory is that uh he heard the shot and it was a guard of his was trying to turn and quickly uh fire upon the person firing upon the president and accidentally also shot him i think i've heard that as well also jfk just was the car he wasn't saying he just was the car and he was rolling along mm-hmm. yeah there's your answers and that's the end of the episode uh thanks Thanks, surprisingly, to number one fan faith for sending us that question again in November of 2019. We have answered it now. I guess I'll reply to your email to let you know that we're going to answer it. <laughs> so be, you, you'll know before everyone else. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> but also thanks to everyone who's listening right now. If you're listening to me say these words, I am thanking you. Because it's really cool that you listen to our podcast, and we really appreciate it. It's pretty dumb, but we like doing it. And next episode's episode 100. That's weird. I didn't really have anything to say about that. Uh, But there's that. Uh, If you want to send us a question, or just talk to us, uh, maybe we'll answer it in two years or a year and a half like we did for Faith. Uh, you can do that at our email, which is thekachat at gmail.com, or on our Twitter, which is at thekachat. I'll also say that baby is pretty close to coming out of Lizzie's stomach. So, I don't know, wish John well for that. He'd appreciate it, and do that also at our (laughs) Twitter or our email. Or if you know John, just send him a text, you know? Connect with your friends. 
I don't. I've lost the plot a lot, so I need you to talk, John. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in listening to this kooky little podcast. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac and sing like a beaver. You remember when you summarized bones in this episode? Mm-hmm. Mm. I regret nothing about specifically that. I do. 